Welcome to 36 Questions. I'm Nick. And I'm Anna. And we are a married couple. We got legally married <laughs> two years ago. It's been the best two years. <laughs> I don't know where she's laughing at that. <laughs> best years of my entire life. And we just wanted to get other people to fall in love as well. Yeah, so we made a podcast based on the 36 Questions Psychological Experiment. It's by a psychologist named Arthur Aaron, and he got a bunch of people in a room, uh, hooked up different couples, and one couple ended up getting married after the experiment. Yeah, they just answered these same questions you guys are about to answer, and then six months later, they were married. Um, This was also featured in the New York Times. Um, The person who wrote the article about the modern love uh, column uh, ended up getting married to the guy she was interested in. That's actually not true. No, I'm no. Correction. <laughs> oh, I'm getting um, corrected. She, she, she was in love with, uh, she fell in love with the person she did it with, but she did not marry him. What? To, they didn't wanna, get married? They didn't get married. Do you want to edit this out? or? <laughs> if you got married, uh, reach us at 36qpodcast at gmail.com just so I can be proven right. All right. Great. Let's start that over. Who do, who do we have on the podcast today? Everything's going really well hi. so far. Hi. We, we have Arya Goval and we have Warren Chow. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, I just have to verify that you guys have never met before. We've never, never. met. Yet I feel like I know you already, but <gasps> we have not met. They're already oh. love. Oh. We can't answer anything yet. <laughs> we already married and have three kids. Perfect. Wow. Already. Um, also, if you do end up getting married, you have to invite us to the wedding. Oh, of course. You're going to be my flower girl. <gasps> it's the best thing that's happened. Am I going to be your maid of honor? No. Okay. <laughs> you can be my best man. <gasps> yeah. All right. Yes. All right. Deal. 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 My brother's going to be really mad at that, but you know what? <laughs> they weren't here for this. So. Wait, what's his yeah. name? Uh, I have uh, John Chow and Kevin Chow. Okay, John, you're... You're not part of this. <laughs> this isn't about you, this John. This is not about you, John. But it's about you, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. It is about you. <laughs> Kevin, you're invited. Yeah. All right. So without any further ado, the questions are right in front of you. Question one. Describe yourself in one minute. Ooh. Uh, okay. So I like to think that I'm a fun, loving person. I'm optimistic until days get too tough. You know, like you can only be happy for and so upbeat for so long before it's like, man, New York is tough. It's so tough. And I like to think that I'm an animal lover. And um, this is so tough. Um, I enjoy doing activities. I like staying busy. And snowboarding is a big part of like my winter things to do. Yeah. So I, like, I guess you could say like I, I like... Uh, action sports, but I, you can't do it for so long. I mean, my body starts starting to break down. I'm getting old, so <laughs> I got to find new hobbies to do. And um, I uh, enjoy good food. So probably like my favorite thing to do is eat a good meal. And I'm a bad cook, so I, I really hate myself because I get all the ingredients. I'm always like, oh, that's going to be a great meal. I'm going to love this. And at the end of it, I'm just staring at it being like, why, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> all right. Great. Yeah. Um, all right. I guess I'll start. So my name is Aria. I, um, I work as a post operations coordinator at a production company. I, so basically what that entails is I schedule edits and I uh, manage edit sessions and things like that. 
Um, my real passion is writing and comedy. Mm-hmm. I do improv and sketch at UCB, as I know you do as well. And um, I have, I'm one of three siblings. I'm the middle child, so I'm the least loved. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I grew up in central Jersey. I came to New York to go to college at Pace, okay. and I haven't left since. I graduated in 2013, so I've been in the city for, I can't do math. What is that, seven years? Eight years? Seven years. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I yeah, can seven. do math. Yes. Was oh, it eight? Well, it's going to be eight in the spring, probably. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, um, and yeah, that's, that's it. Wow. Did you love college? Was college a good time for you? So, <laughs> uh, should I stick to only this? No, no, no. Let's let's do it. Um, so, I mean, the thing I didn't like about my college experience so much was it wasn't very vocational. Where I didn't uh, get to uh, touch a lot of equipment. I never got to edit. I never got to write scripts. Sure. Um, I didn't get that experience until I started doing internships. And uh, I mean, I wrote a lot of great papers on like feminist theory in media, but I never really did anything super creative. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wasn't too big a fan of it. I loved being in the city and I had great, I had um, a lot of friends, but I didn't get that uh, creative experience that I wanted. What about you? How was your college experience? So college for me is a tricky thing. I only went for one semester to Ohio Wesleyan. I got kicked out because I couldn't keep what? my grades up what? and no. I got arrested while I was there. <gasps> Yeah. For not getting good grades? Well, no, no. <laughs> yeah, the school's that strict. They're like, yeah. they threw me, you they locked me up. You gotta go to jail. <laughs> Man. You gotta be. My parents would be so happy if there was a school like that where you get arrested for bad oh, grades. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Asian problem. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. Um, yeah, so I, I'm Chinese American. So when I got home, my parents weren't happy about that. So it was, uh, so college for me was a, wasn't like a really clear line. I went back there later in life. And then while I was there at community college, I started acting again. I was mm. like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. So I had that quarter life crisis at 25 and just made the move to New York to be an actor. And here I am now trying to figure it Living out. Living the dream. Living it. Um, wading through all the, the New York scene and everything. So I guess I wish I went to college just for like networking and working on the craft of it all. Of course. But um, I guess from being on the other side of it, college seems like such a great experience. You get to like really explore yourself, figure things out. But at the same time, I guess I'm just happy here to just kind of like, I won't have any of those excess voices in my head telling me what I should be doing, whereas I can kind of just try yeah. to find my own voice. Yeah, So totally. All right, question two. Given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? Can it be dead? Can that person be dead? Yes. Okay. I <laughs> can it be a dead person? Yes, it can be. It can like be a picking ghost. up their corpse and like <laughs> feeding them soup. Um, I've I've thought about this, and I think I would want to meet my grandfather on my mom's side. I never met him before. Wow. And. I've heard all these incredible stories about him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So me and my siblings are the youngest on both sides of the family out of the cousins. So on my mom's side and my dad's side. So my grandfather died before my brother was born and my brother's older than me. And um, I never really had that uh, relationship with the grandparent where, you know, your grandparents spoil the crap out of you and like 
uh, dote on you. Dote, right. Yeah. You know, um, I heard like there's all these incredible stories I hear about my grandfather all the time when my um, mom's side of the family's together. Like one time and I, the story changes every single time I hear it. <laughs> but from what I what the baseline of the story is when my mom and my sister uh, were young, uh, my mom and her sister were younger. They were in uh, my parents. I mean, my mom is from Guyana. So okay. they were still in Guyana. And my grandfather was uh, driving somewhere and he left them in the car to go to some like fruit vendor or something. He left the car and drive and the car went into the ocean, (gasps) but he like dove in and got them out of the car and saved them. And like the car, yeah. So he's a hero. He's a superhero. This guy is like incredible. Um, He, when they were in Guyana, he would find these people uh, on Christmas and be like, oh, you have nowhere to go for Christmas? Come to my house. My wife is cooking. And he'd bring like everybody and he'd lie to my mom and her sisters like, oh, that's your Uncle Bob. That's your Aunt Mary. And they'd be like, okay, (laughs) sure. Like he always believed in that. Like he, he was a Muslim and my grandmother was Hindu. But then he converted to Christianity, and so some. So my mom is all sisters. Some of them are Christian, some of them are Hindu. And his biggest um, philosophy was like, I don't care what God you believe in. Just like I just want you to believe in something. Okay. Uh, when you're in a rough spot, I just want you to have something when you need guidance. So I always wanted to meet him. That's a great piece of advice. Uh, for me, I'm gonna go. And same thread, it would be my grandmother on my mom's side, Imogen Chen. Um, I lived with her for six months, but uh, by the time I lived with her, she was so much older that I would love to have dinner with her when she was a little bit younger because her past is so crazy. She grew up in Jamaica, and her her father started the first ice cream factory there. Whoa. And they have this like crazy story. So it's like three children uh, from the first marriage and three children from the second marriage. And I guess they had like a feud like of like who was the dominant Chen. And then <laughs> they do to, <laughs> do to like, of the yeah, who is, who's really more important, the first marriage or the second marriage? Aww. And then uh, like because of like the trading tariffs and everything, uh, Jamaica had a hard time making money. So they their business got bought out by Hershey's. So then they had to what? smuggle their money out of Jamaica to America. And they did it by like hiding money inside of like little gears and things like that. And I want to hear, I don't, so the details of it is all, all over the place throughout the family. Right, right. So I can just sit down with her, get the full story. Yeah. And then uh, totally just steal it and make a TV series out of it. That'd be <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh man. Also, That's crazy. yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just have to say you guys have the coolest answer to this question so far because everyone's like, Barack Obama, Oprah, Beyonce. <laughs> no, this was very cool. Yes. We win. We did we it. We the podcast. Hey, for those <laughs> listeners listening, they just high-fived. It was really intense. <laughs> it, was it was intense. Really intense yeah. high-five. I think our grandparents are watching down at us, nodding their heads. Yes, <laughs> they finally met. <laughs> that was the plan the whole time. <laughs> what if it was? All right. (laughs) Question three. Would you like to be famous in what way? Hmm. Yeah, I would like to be famous, but I don't want to be like a megastar. I don't want to be an A-lister. I want to, I would love to be the guy in the background who like true fans will be like, oh, there's Warren. He's, there's one line in that movie. He's so funny. He has no other lines, but that one line (laughs) is my favorite. (laughs) Or like, um, 
like I don't want to be walking down the street and people like freaking out to see me, but I would love to get that that double look of someone being like, oh, oh, that's you. I I saw you in that thing and you do that thing. Yeah. So because I'm already confused for Steve Aoki all the time, <laughs> and so I have an idea of what stardom it's feels you're like. You're an Asian with long hair. Exactly, and facial hair. So yeah. it's like because we're already so rare to have facial hair. Any Asian with facial hair must Is Steve Aoki. It must be. Right. I mean, I'm sorry. Are you Steve Aoki? <laughs> uh, I have a confession. I'm actually Steve Aoki. What? Uh, I want to be more of an actor, so I'm trying comedy out, trying improv. Gotcha. You, you yeah. take classes at UCB. <laughs> yeah. Steve, guys, you heard it here first on the podcast. Steve Aoki is taking classes at UCB. You know, DJing is just so tough that I think that comedy will be a much more fun route for me. <laughs> oh, man. can't believe we have such a celebrity in the podcast. Guys, right? Please, Our please. first celebrity. My pseudonym is Warren Chow, all right? I want to keep that for now. Oh, man. Oh, so, yes, I would totally <laughs> like to be famous. I mean, why not? But no, uh, I'm in the same boat as you, not to the point where I can't walk out of my house in my uh, SpongeBob pajama pants <laughs> and, like, get harassed or, like, be on uh, stars, like, worst dress list or, like, stupid crap like that. I feel like I'd want to be, like, Chance the Rapper famous. Oh, hell yeah. Where, like... You know, he totally, um, he's not, he's not signed to any label and he won a Grammy, you know, and um, he uh, created this like, um, this huge, what's the word? Charity or image? Yeah, this huge charity and image and like paved the way for uh, people of color, Mm -hmm. you know, I would love to do something like that. I love Chance the Rapper and I have no idea what he looks like. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to write something or be in something that um, that paves the way for people of color. Like Mm -hmm. I'm in Indian American, and I mean, I'm sure you relate to this too, where you're tired of seeing like the same kind of storylines that are perceived in media. Or uh, you're not seeing anybody that resembles you on the screen or mm-hmm. is written by you. So I would love to for someone to say, wow, this resonates with me so much because this person is, has a similar story to, uh, to me. Yeah, that's great. That's a great. Um, I would love for Asian Americans to have roles too, just like stop being reappropriated. Right. Apparently, there was something that just came out. Uh, CBS is now doing a show. I think it's called Mission Control, and it was supposed to be written for uh, a Latina American and an African American, and they whitewashed it. And it's like two, yeah. It just came out this morning, I think. And it's starring two Matt Damons. (laughs) (laughs) They cloned Matt Damon. They cloned Matt Damon. Yeah, I just decided last night that I'm not going to go see Ghost in a Shell. I'm Amen. a I'm a hero. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. you. Are. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously, it means it means a lot. I mean, especially like now that we have these great movies coming out like mm-hmm. Get Out and Moonlight and all this stuff. We should be supporting that kind of media and not yes. La La Land. <laughs> not La La Land. No. <laughs> not The Great Wall. Like, no. Oh my oh, god, how The Great terrible Wall. Terrible. Is that have you seen the poster for that? Yeah. What? what? <laughs> oh, can't even put them in the middle? You put Matt Damon in the middle? Like, right? come on. Because nobody's going to see a movie with an Asian guy in the middle of a poster? Yeah. Are you kidding me? 
It's like, wait, wow, well, it's, you know, it's kind of in America, you know? Like, right. Really, yeah, it's, it's basically map, America. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Matt Damon has been to Asia, guys. Right. Like, <laughs> like, where is the Great Wall? That's like Berlin, right? Right, right. It's, right? In, it's in Brooklyn, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, it's cool. in Bushwick, right? It's, it's yeah. the new rest- bar. <laughs> There's so many food carts on there. It's the greatest. There's like for a brunch. great taco truck yeah. there. <laughs> I don't even know what question we're on. Right, question four. There we Where go. is the Great Wall? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Where is it? Question four. Before going to a social event or meeting, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? Oh man. I want to say no, but I feel like I have. Hmm. I rehearsed every question. Did you I came read the here. questions? <laughs> Maybe. Ooh. No, no, I didn't. Anna's staring at me, trying to figure out if I'm lying or anything. not. Um, it really doesn't matter either way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I have. Uh, I guess. I mean, I definitely rehearse for an interview, but I feel like that's yeah. obvious. Um. I feel like before social event, have I done that? Probably for like, I mean, I guess if um, something petty within my social group happened and I knew that like somebody was going to be there and was going to ask me about it, I guess I would be like, say it. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All the hot guys. (laughs) Welcome to Gossip Hour with Arya (laughs) Gold. What is the hot goss? Well. Matt Damon is starring in the Great Wall, and that's fucked up. No. Um, yeah, I feel like if something of that realm where something petty happened and I know somebody's going to be there and ask me about it, I'll think about it beforehand, what I'm going to say, and try to evade that question. But that's probably it. Okay. Uh, I rehearse, not on front of a mirror or anything, not like... I have like an internal dialogue, maybe, of thinking about like what thing, if certain questions are asked, like how I would answer it. Yeah. Like, for like interview, obviously, it's like, you know, how would you explain yourself in so many words? Describe your greatest strengths yeah. and weaknesses. What's your customer service background? Um, if you were a bagel, what kind of bagel would you be? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten that one yet. I got a weird question in an interview. It's like, how do you celebrate success? I'm, and I was like to her, do you want me to go what? there? Because I'll go there. <laughs> Clearly, you get drunk, right? Yeah. Like, what? What is? What else is there? I listen to the Moana soundtrack right. and oh. sit in my room and be like, ah. <laughs> so that means you haven't succeeded until Moana came out? Yes. Oh, basically. wow. Oh, no, no, no. I'm 25 years of my life. I have not succeeded in anything. But go on. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but when we have diverse roles, people succeed. Right. Right. Hey. right. Oh. Anna. Thank you. Coming back around. For social engagements? No, I just kind of just go in there with a blank mind and just talk to people. Yeah, but I'm like a extrovert introvert, so really yeah. I don't want to be out at all. So, Same. so it's more like if someone talks about a great time, but I'm not gonna talk to anyone. I'm not gonna go out of my way to start a conversation. Right, come to me. Right, and no one will come to me, so I just <laughs> right. stand there sipping on that drink, being like, this yeah. party sucks. I feel like improvs helped a lot with that too. Where I feel like I in social settings I used to get very anxious, so maybe. Mm. Yeah, I think I would rehearse in uh, that way when I would go out. Sure. On, but now, with so much experience with improv, you're just like always on your toes. And yeah. Yeah, it's all the top of your head. Just don't think. You'll say something. And then if it doesn't work, you'll just make it work. Right. All right. Question five. 
What would constitute a perfect day for you? Ooh. <clears throat> a perfect day. So this isn't like a dream scenario. Like I'm stuck to my fixed income now, or is this like a perfect day if I was a billionaire? Judges. I think everyone has done like currently. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so a perfect day for me. I'd sleep in. Got to get that sleep. <laughs> but I can't sleep in anymore. So it's like a yeah. I can't sleep past nine anymore for whatever reason. I think I've hit that age where I can't. So I'd wake up around nine, have uh, like pancake breakfast, waffles if I'm lucky, Ooh. and then I go play with dogs in the <gasps> dog park. It's just my perfect day. Yeah, which is always tough because I don't have a dog, but I just want to play with the dogs. So it's like. Oh, man. But this is a perfect day for me. So no one's giving me a weird look, and they're allowing me to throw the ball around with their dog. <laughs> yeah, this is the perfect day. Yeah. You don't look like a creeper yeah. at the dog park today. Just play with your dog for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to steal him. I swear. It, not I this swear. time. <laughs> not this. It was an honest mistake, okay? He followed me out of the dog park. <laughs> <laughs> and then I uh, would get dim sum. Uh, Chinatown or Tim Ho Wan. I haven't been there yet, but I want to. Where and is that? It's uh, it's near Union Square. It's supposed to be like a five-star dim sum place, but affordable dishes. Affordable. And then go see a matinee, or I guess it's past then, so just go see a movie. And then I uh, would get some ice cream. <laughs> so I do activity, eat some food. Do an activity, eat some food. Yeah. And then preferably get to do a show, improv show. And then late night, go see a, like a rock show or Whoa. go to a dance hall. Like what would like be your ideal band to see on your perfect day? Oh, man. So this is a perfect day. Right now, I would love to see Run the Jewels Ooh. or Mac DeMarco or LCD Sound System. Uh, top one is Gorillaz, but I mean. Gorillaz. Have you heard the I've... new four tracks? Just came out no, yesterday. I have not. Thank you for telling me that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love the Gorillaz. I'm not. Um, oh, my day. Yes, your day. Huh. <laughs> what would my perfect day be? I, it'd be like pretty similar to yours. I'd sleep in as much as I can mm-hmm. because I can't really sleep past like 9.30 anymore. Oh. Uh, 9.30, like 10-ish. Um, I'd lay in bed for a long time. <laughs> so I'd be up, but I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't get out of bed until like 11. <laughs> and, uh... Take a shower and just uh, walk around. I live on the Upper West Side, so just like walk around, okay. roam around, grab a coffee, listen to um, Spotify, uh, and what else? Do you I, do random on Spotify, or do you have certain things you want to? What do I listen to? Uh, right now, I really like the signed XOXO playlist. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a really playlist. good playlist. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm back and forth with Drake's new album. Sometimes, there are some songs I like, some songs I'm like, dude, you're not Caribbean. What are you doing, bro? What are you doing? Um, so I would do that. I would go home. I'd order every meal out. Ooh. Like, I'd probably get Indian food, like chicken tikka masala, and also get, like, pizza for dinner, and just binge watch a really good show. I'm really into Big Little Lies right now on HBO. I heard it's great. It's really great. I was a little skeptical of it at first, but it's really great. The soundtrack is incredible. Okay. I highly recommend on Spotify, check it out. They got Frank Ocean on there, Otis Redding. Ooh. Yeah. Preach. Um, Who else is on that soundtrack? Ah. I hope um, it's good. Jefferson Airplane. Okay. 
Uh, oh. I only know one song of theirs, so. White Rabbit? Yeah. That's the song. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only song that I know. The B-52s are on there. It's a, it's a really good soundtrack. Okay. So, yeah, that pretty much be it. Um, if you're Spotify and you want to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> please email us at 36qpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I gotta say, Spotify is just, like, so useful. I love <laughs> the green color as their main so color. Good. It's yeah. so easy. It's so easy on the eyes. And Spotify Premium is only $10? Only $10? And you download so much music to your phone. Only $10. Spotify, please sponsor this podcast. But uh, please don't sue us. This is illegal anyway. (laughs) We're saying good. No, we're fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right. I mean, don't cross us. We'll go to Apple Music if we have to. Oh! Shots fired. Spotify, what's good? (laughs) We just started a fight with Spotify. For no reason. Oh, man. Question six. When did you last sing to yourself to someone else? Speaking of music. (laughs) Speaking of Spotify. (laughs) Do you need a thing to listen to? (laughs) Spotify. Oh, man. Anna. (laughs) I'm not here. This is about you guys. Is it, though? (laughs) No, it's about Spotify and how great it is. Right. Right, right. Right, right. But if it's not, fuck Spotify. Go to Apple Music. <laughs> <laughs> um, singing. So I used to sing. Uh, I studied voice for a really long time, uh, for, starting from when I was eight years old up until high school. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I did the musicals in school. I did chorus. I, um, I used to sing a lot. So I don't do it much anymore. Uh, but... I catch myself singing to myself in the shower, like, daily, pretty much. And it's usually, like, Disney show tunes. Moana. Right, right Moana, yes. essentially. And then the last time I sang to someone was probably with these guys what at karaoke <laughs> for Anna's birthday. Yes, that was really fun. I think we probably sang Aladdin, because we always do. Every time we go out to karaoke... Nick sings um, I Only Want to Be With You mm. by um, Hootie and the Blowfish. And I then there's always, <laughs> yes, he does an amazing Hootie and he's going to do it right now for us. <laughs> Go ahead. You and me. We don't have the rights to this song. <laughs> Spotify, please help us. Yes. You have the rights. You can you make have this all rights. happen. <laughs> Open the doorways. Right. Spotify, don't sue us. Um, yeah, that was probably the last time I sang to anybody was karaoke. Have you been to Sid Gold yet? No, I haven't. So, I heard all about it. It's all much fun. I've been there once, but it's like they play live piano and you just sing to that. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I don't sing often. I don't think I have a very good singing voice. But I'm like, I don't have a problem doing it with around other people. So I sang to my improv team during practice this past week. Hot spot? Uh, no, I was in a scene. And oh. I guess we're like, I don't know, for some reason I was on the loudspeaker at a grocery store and I sang happy birthday to one of them. But it was like an off, off uh, version of happy birthday. <laughs> so it was like, happy birthday, Carol. It's your birthday for you. You're singing now. It's your birthday, Carol. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) And um, to myself, 
You know what? I'll, uh, my inner monologue will sing. So like <laughs> on my way to work. So I work at the Apple Store. Oh, and, which yeah, one? At Grand Central. Nice. Can you get yeah. me a free iPhone 7? Well, we just met. Oh. So you know what? <laughs> All right. I know that our grandparents are doting on us, and we have kids already, but there's steps to be taken. Okay, okay, <laughs> fine. Wait, so if you get to 36 questions, will you give us free Apple products? Mm. Ooh. <laughs> free is a maybe, but discounts most <gasps> definitely. Why? Oh. This is amazing. I'm so glad you're in our lives now just for discounts. <laughs> And so if I hear the song I listened to before I walk in through the front door is what will be in my head all day. So I'll sing that to myself. The song I listened to when I got here was Mo Money, Mo Problems. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So that's stuck in my head right now. What about you? Uh, I was listening to Run the Jewels, and I was getting too pumped up for this, so I actually took the headphones <laughs> off and just listened to nothing. You were getting yeah. too pumped up. I was like, I was like on the train doing this. I was like looking around, and staring at me. When he came and he kicked the door down. Was, yeah. <laughs> Dirty questions. Yeah. Let's go. Good answer. Nice to meet you. Oh. Yeah, the handshake was really aggressive. I was kind of scared. All right. Question seven. You will live until ninety. Ooh but must choose either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years. Which do you choose? Uh, that's so tough. I, uh, so Alzheimer's runs in my dad's side of the family. Oh. So I should go for 30 years mind, but at the same time, a 30-year body would be so good. I won't have the aches and pains. And I feel like if you're... 30 and crazy, you can get away with a lot more. So maybe you could just be like, oh, he's just an artist. You know, he thinks outside of the box. He's just in his own mind, you know. Yeah. Don't bother him. Um, and I guess also, like, if if you have a smart mind but a bad body, then you're just, you're thinking really well, but you're stuck in that body. That's so then you, you can't move that much. And I wouldn't like that. So I'm going to go with the 30-year-old body. Hmm. Yeah. See, I'm the opposite. Mm. Oh, no. 36 <laughs> questions is over. <laughs> it was nice knowing you. Um, I feel like I would go for the mind. Okay. I feel like once I'm 90, I feel like I've lived a good life, but I also, and now it's about my kids and my grandkids and maybe their kids at that point, mm-hmm. and I want to be able to keep up with them and... Um, I don't know, I guess, like, keep up with technology, have an idea of what's going on around me. I mean, I'm sure it'd be hard not to be able to move around with them, Mm -hmm. but I feel feel like at that point, I just want to be present, and that's what would matter to me the most. So I feel like that's why I'd want the mind. Sounds like we'd make a great dynamic duo. I mean, you could be aware of everything, and I'd be running around all the time. (laughs) Yeah, you would not I'd be your mind, and you'd be the body. Hey, hey, here, 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 here. Here, look here, look here, look here. You'd just be giving Arya piggyback ride everywhere. Yes! (laughs) I feel like that's my life as a 25-year-old. Anyway, everyone gives me piggyback rides, so nothing would change. We could be the new age Luke and Yoda. You can be on my shoulders. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Because there's romance there. There know? is. There's, there's definitely. There is definitely a romance. I read the fan fiction. <laughs> hot take. Hot take. Hot take. No, I totally agree. There's definitely like, 
there's something like sensual about like the master mm-hmm. student relationship. And then he's on his deathbed. He puts the covers like over him and like watches him go away. Very he true. Strokes his face. Very true. Kissed him on the lips. So I, I missed that. I think that oh. was the director's cut. <laughs> yep, it's a deep I, cut. Oh, okay. I, I didn't see that one. Um, question eight. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Oh my god. <laughs> Do I no. Um I'm scared it might be crossing the road because I feel like I never look both ways. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be that cuz I'm too into my Spotify playlist. Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> um no, I've ne- I haven't really thought about that. Um like you were saying about um, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, sorry, running in your family, <laughs> uh, cancer and heart disease run in mine. Mm. So I have a feeling it might be something related to that. Yeah. Yeesh. Breast cancer also runs in my family too, so. Well, I hope you get to listen to Spotify <laughs> in your last remaining years. Oh my. <laughs> you know what cures cancer? Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> Premium. Listen to the Cancer Awareness Playlist. <laughs> they probably have one. They probably yeah. do. Yeah. What would be on that playlist? Hmm. That stand-up to cancer song with, like, Miley yeah. Yes. Yeah. and uh, Selena, I think, is on there. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. There'd be some Tig Notaro stand-up bits <gasps> in there. <gasps> Anything but fight song is fine with me. <laughs> this is my fight song. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> what would, yeah, well... Uh, a hunch? Well, I guess it will be Alzheimer's and then lung cancer. Because my grandmother got that out of nowhere. Never smoked really? a day in her life, got it, and How? passed away from that. Who knows? I'm so sorry. It's all right. Well, it's actually a loving story. So my grandfather with Alzheimer's passed away, and then a week later my grandmother died. So Whoa. they were just like meant to be oh. all times. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And any other hunch? Uh, you know what? I take a lot of risks with my body, so maybe I'm really hoping it's not that. Yeah, maybe not like snowboarding. Not snowboarding, or I'm about to start doing like parkour, so maybe that You're will. You start parkour? I'm thinking about it. How do you start parkour? You know you what? Just jump on I think things? you start throwing your body, you hoping par- for the best. <laughs> Is that how you start? It's just jumping over things? I think so. You like to do that 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 like cat launch over stuff right and, and then the shout roll. parkour parkour nonstop parkour <laughs> <laughs> i just want to do a backflip i want to do a standing backflip i right. feel like it has so much versatility to it like if a party is like kind of awkward and no one's doing anything quick backflip get Whoa, the party started yeah or if you mess it up what a great starter oh man i saw you mess up that backflip you okay and then um yeah yeah, you'll be that guy that messed up the backflip yeah. at somebody's bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> right in the cake. Aww. Oh. <laughs> Poor Billy. <laughs> uh, name two things you and your partner appear to have in common. Question nine. <laughs> name two things you and your partner appear to have in common. Well, we both have a great sense of humor. We both love Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal, to put Spotify in every yeah. answer. <laughs> okay, I'm down. I love it. Um, we're both Asian-American. Damn, you took my answer. Oh. 
I'll retract it. We're both American. Oh. Ah. Um, we both have black hair. We both have love for our grandparents. Yes. This is way more than two. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. You're going to have to leave our house. I'm so sorry. You fucked up 36 dog... questions. Oh, no. If your dog's missing, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I feel like we both have similar uh, goals, Mm -hmm. especially uh, similar goals when it comes to more Asian representation in media. That's something both very important to both of us. Yes, very important. And I feel like we're both, uh, you had mentioned it before, where we're both uh, where you're an introverted extrovert and I'm the same way and I, I see a lot of similarities with that where when you're in a room and you're like forced to be around people you're like woo but you also don't have to always be around people yes all the time like you're co- you're content like being with yourself like that like both of our perfect days were just being by ourselves yes so yeah <laughs> just, just binging on food and watching stuff yeah uh, question 10. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? Oh, man. Now I really feel like I'm at a job interview. <laughs> um, I mean, there are a couple things that I'm pretty grateful for. Um, I'm definitely grateful for my health. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that's uh, that I'm definitely grateful for. I think also... The opportunity to live in New York. A lot of people don't have that opportunity to come out here and pursue their dreams. So I'm grateful that I have that opportunity to do that. Um, I'm grateful for my tight relationship with my family, especially Mm -hmm. my mom. My mom is like my everything. We're actually going to Los Angeles tomorrow. Whoa. Yeah. And um, I'm so excited for it. Uh, I'm grateful for my relationship with my siblings. Um, I... I think a lot of the time, I'm starting to now realize how important it is to be more grateful for things. Uh, I've noticed that recently. I feel like I've been in a rut, like a really, um, I I don't want to say a dark rut, but like a very, I've just been very hard on myself. So Mm -hmm. I've been trying to take every day before I go to sleep and just like, think about all the stuff that I am happy for and all the little accomplishments that I've done. And, uh, yeah. And I think, and I'm pretty happy with where I am at such a young age. And I think I have a lot to be grateful for. That's great. That's fantastic. Cause I feel you have to be, you have to take those things in for like, for what you're grateful for. Cause it's so easy to, to be hard on yourself and of there's course. so many things that you can't achieve in New York. So you got to take those small victories to accomplish the big ones. So uh, I'm grateful for pretty much all the same things. I'm happy that I'm healthy and I'm able... My biggest fear is being paralyzed. So I'm happy oh. that I'm not paralyzed. Yeah. So, and then I'm happy for my family. They're so supportive. And uh, my brothers are like my best friends. So I'm so happy for them to be in my life and for them. They're doing great. They're killing it. Yeah. They're doing so well. What are they up to? <sighs> uh, <sighs> They're getting, like, married and stuff and, like, Ooh. having kids and stuff and, like, getting houses and stuff. Pfft, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. huge. <clears throat> well, my eldest was in the military, so he got out recently, and it's just good that he's not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm also grateful to be New York. So 
So literally everything you said, I'm (laughs) stealing and making it my own. Great. Um, But times I'm also not grateful to be in New York. It's so tough. It is. Yeah. But I feel it's like the... Well, if you survive New York and you're able to make it out the other side, it makes you so much stronger no matter where you go. So Please cue the Alicia Keys song right now. <laughs> this is a perfect place to put it. Oh, wait. Also, we're thankful for Spotify. We are thankful for Spotify. <laughs> wait, where are you going in L.A. tomorrow? Or what are you going to do with your mom? Um, we don't have anything planned. We're just like, Amazing. let's take a trip. And so I was like, we haven't been to L.A. in a while, so we're going to go to L.A., um eat food uh we're gonna do like stupid touristy stuff like the (laughs) griffith observatory and um the warner brothers studio lot tour things like that because i haven't i haven't done that in years so we're just gonna do like stupid mommy daughter stuff i'm excited for it that's awesome are you an la native no i'm from jersey right that's what you Oh, man, Uh-oh. you already forgot? Oh, God. Ugh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hopefully, the Where ne- are you from? I'm from Connecticut. Okay. So, And then my How mom grew up in Jersey. About 45, hour 45, hour or 45, depending on the train for me. speed. Yeah. yeah. Were you Central Jersey? Central Jersey. Okay. Um, my mom grew up in Bergen County. Okay, I'm from Monmouth County. Bergen's more north. Okay. Bergen's like 40 minutes away from me. Okay. They have a nice mall. They have a very nice mall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have a very nice mall. Palisades Mall. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you next or am I next? I... Th- what was that question? It was most grateful. So it's okay, like, so yeah. it's me. Question 11. If you would change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Mm. Uh, so my dad was really tough on me. So, but because of that, I became like a stronger, stronger kid. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to change that necessarily. But uh, I went to boarding school for high school. Oh, wow. And I wish I could have taken that as uh, opportunity instead of seeing it as, uh, I saw I, I it like a prison sentence when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, I'm being sent away. Like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to be here. But in hindsight, if I could go back and tell myself like, this is a great opportunity, make the most out of it, it would have been really great. Yeah. But that also wouldn't be here now, so it's yeah. to say. That's the thing, too, is there are things that I can probably say, like, oh, I wish that was different, I wish that was different, but I feel like I wouldn't be where I am mm-hmm. without that. Um, I don't really know anything i change about. I think, um, <clears throat> I feel like my family, especially in, like, the extended side of the family, not so much my parents. My parents are a little more contemporary because they... They were born, my dad was born in India, my mom was born in Guyana, but they came to this country very young. Mm-hmm. So they, my mom was raised in the Bronx, my dad was raised in Queens. So, and then their siblings were all raised in, because they were the youngest on, on their respective sides, uh, they, came, uh, they were all raised in their countries. Okay. So they kind of like look at us as the, as a little whitewashed compared to like their kids and things like that. Um, but to be honest, I wouldn't change anything about the way that I was raised. I think my parents did a great job of teaching us our own culture while also accepting the American culture. Mm -hmm. I think they did it. And that's very hard to do. Um, and it's very hard, like growing up in a very white neighborhood and, being like one of the few very, uh, the few people of color and having both sides. But I'm, 
I think I wouldn't change it. That's great. That's great you're able to hold on to both um, traditions and yeah. heritage. Yeah. It's a hard thing. People don't realize that, but it's a it's hard. So speaking of someone who's lost a lot of that, I definitely think that's great that your family's able to do that. Um, question 12. <laughs> if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Say that again. <clears throat> <laughs> If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? I want to read minds. Ooh. <laughs> I really do. I really want to read minds. I really want to know because I feel like in this day and age, we mm-hmm. can't fucking talk to each other and nobody's honest about what they want sure. or what they're thinking. I, uh, you might say one thing, but you're not, you don't mean that. I want to make sure you were actually <laughs> saying what you mean. I want to read minds. Would you go as far as to be able to like communicate through their mind or we just want to read it? Huh. I, I mean, in certain situations, like if I really want a job, sure, I'm going <laughs> to like put it into their head and like inception that. But, um, uh, for the most part, I just want to like know where I stand mm-hmm. with somebody or I want to know what their stance is or basically if their mouth is matching their mind. <laughs> <laughs> for me, um, I would love I would love to be able to walk through walls. Ooh. So Ooh. yeah, so it's like flying and teleporting seems cool. But I feel like there's so much to get injured by that if I could just like walk through, if I could phase through things, it'd be so useful. Like, so I would, st- I would still take public transportation throughout yeah. the city, but I could just walk that much faster through stuff. So it's. <laughs> so you want to be a ghost. I want, <laughs> yeah, I want to be a ghost as soon as possible, but then I'd be able to not be a ghost too. So, because oh. I have to be able to eat. Ghosts, I don't think can eat because it just phases right through them all the way. Do you want to be so. a ghost that can eat? A ghost that could eat and still communicate and not scare people. Or still scare people. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. You want to scare your enemies. I want to scare my enemies. But then I wonder, too, <laughs> what clothes am I wearing? You know, when I go ghost, I only have one. Are you, like, one. Casper style? I would hope not, because okay. I want to still be able to be trendy right. as a ghost. So not Casper. Not Casper. So your ghost, or sorry, your clothes have to phase through as well. Uh-oh. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't think about that. So when you mm. die, you have to make sure you're wearing something really trendy. So like when you come back, <laughs> that's what you're going to be wearing. Oh, so much pressure now. Right. Oh, maybe you can, there's got to be a way we can tie in your mind reading abilities <laughs> to my ghost death. Right. Your ghost that can eat. <laughs> Wait, but how are you going to eat if you, everything you go, like everything you hold, you go through? Like, can you hold a bowl? Or how about you can only go through walls, but you can't go through food? Well, the way I saw it was, (laughs) it's an ability so I can turn it on and off. So it was an on and off switch. So like, yeah. So like, hey, I'm normal now. Oh, wait, there's there's walls really long to walk around. I'll just go through it. I'll phase through. through. Yeah. And. What question was that? That was, I think it's your turn now. Is it? Uh, Okay. Question 13. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Mm. I would like to know my future. Sure. But it doesn't, it's like a spoiler. It's like the biggest spoiler of them all. You, right. you ruin your life. Um, 
you know what? Yeah, I, I would ask to to know who I am. So then, so I can get a better idea of like that deeper question, like who am I, can mm-hmm. be answered, and then I can then uh, adjust that however need be. If I'm like, I don't like that answer, let me work on myself a little bit more. Yeah. And then I can stop beating myself up and definitively know who I am, and then work on it. Huh, that's a good answer. Thanks. I can't wait to hear yours. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> the pressure's on. I've actually been to a card reader a couple of times, Ooh. and it's been, and it's a, uh, it, there's this woman in uh, New Jersey who I've seen, and she's predicted a lot of stuff that's end up happening for what? me. Is yeah. Like, like 100% so far? 90? I would say like 98%. Whoa. Or the, and the only reason why like some of it was wrong is because like she doesn't know my backstory. So something has happened in the realm of what she said was going to. Like she's just flat out reading the cards, but she doesn't know. Like she'll be like, um, oh, you're, uh, you're going to get into a fight with somebody in the month of Scorpio and... Um, and uh, it's uh, and it, it the friendship is gonna end, and that actually did happen. But like it wasn't the month; it was the the person was a Scorpio. Wow. Um, she predicted like my mom's best friend's son was gonna get pregnant. Like uh, she was like, "There's a it was another Scorpio." She's like, "There's a Scorpio. Something more <laughs> Scorpios than us. Like there's a Scorpio that's close to you that's gonna get pregnant." She's like, "The only one that I know is my best friend, but like she can't get pregnant. Like she's." Like what? How, what's gonna happen there? Her it was her son because her son is also a Scorpio. Whoa! Yeah, uh, she predicted a lot of stuff. Um, what's so, her name? Does she have like a cool psychic I don't name? Remember her name? No, she doesn't have a cool psychic name. She's just like a regular lady. Okay. I want to. I want to learn how to read tarot cards. That's like next on my list of things I want to do. That would be a great podcast, the Tarot Cast, where you just Ooh. listen to someone getting a reading. Hmm? Uh-huh. Huh? Uh-huh. Oh. Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I do like knowing my future. I don't like knowing a lot. And like when you go to these card readers, they'll ask you, do you want to know everything or do you want to know some things? Is there, are there some things you want you don't want to know? So normally I think I'll, I'll say like, I don't want to know about death. Like, I don't know who, I don't want to know who's going to die. I don't want to know if I'm going to die. <laughs> um, so to an extent, I'd like to know about my career and if I'm in the right, if, if I'm going in the right direction, yeah. I'd like to know about love, uh, when I'm going to meet the right person, if I'm on the right path to meet the right person. So similarly to you, like, am I on the right path to getting what I want? Sure. Because there's so many paths to take. Just, like, give me some sort of guidance. Yeah. Light up my trail, please. Light up my trail. (laughs) Uh, Question 14. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? (laughs) (laughs) Why haven't you you done it? Whoa. (laughs) Aria, is there something you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Well, (laughs) (laughs) Pee-wee. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this just turned into a sitcom somehow. I don't know. Oh, man. I, oh, here's a funny story. I always wanted to play the guitar. Uh-huh. And I cried and begged for a guitar when I was 14 years old. And I got it for Christmas that year. Ooh. But it's been sitting in my closet <laughs> ever since. And I have not touched it. And my mom, every time, like, she's passing by her in my room and I'm in my closet, she's like, 
I see that really expensive guitar up there. Are you going to use it anytime? Should I sell it? I'm like, no, I'm going to play it. I promise. I'm going to play it. Um, I don't know. I, especially when I was younger, I got into a really bad habit of if something got too hard, I'd give up on it immediately. Oh, yeah. I can um, that. Yeah. And I hate that. And I learn, and I think I'm only starting to learn now that things take work and you're not going to figure it out. <laughs> it's sad, but it's true. And um, I, I guess that's it. It was just like it got too hard at 14 and I was like a brat. So that's why I never picked it back up. But I'd love to just like pick it back up and start again. And I think also one of my biggest uh fears like i'd love to start singing again Mm -hmm. but like a lot of a lot of the time i think i'm just scared that uh, i'm scared of rejection or i'm scared i'm not gonna sound good or i'm not gonna hit that note yeah so it's just like insecurity really well from what i've heard so far you have a beautiful singing voice so you shouldn't be afraid to sing when did i sing (laughs) well you sang here during this podcast and then a little bit beforehand you sang some britney to test out the mics it was it was good oh yeah you can sing again if you want to. No pressure, but... To do my Britney? Yeah, since we didn't record it. Oh, you didn't record it? No. I'm not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I get a woman. We have two celebrities on the show today. Britney Spears and Steve Aoki. We have a new podcast, y'all. We have a new track coming to Spotify. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> All right, you go. Um... What was the question again? I'm so sorry. It's your question. <laughs> it's right in front of you, dude. Uh, is there something that you've been doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? I've wanted to go to Japan for a long time. Mm. And uh, I'm doing it. I'm trying to save up to do it in two years. Awesome. Yeah. Why haven't you gone to Japan? Financial issues? Financial. Yeah. And then... It's expensive. It's expensive, and then it's so hard to take a vacation because, like, the time mm-hmm. not working is so hard to, to come back from that. Yeah. Because um, uh, you basically basically got to save up to take time off to not get more money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think also it's like a Chinese guilt too. It's like I should want to go to China. I should want to go to China, <laughs> not Japan. You've never been to China before. I've been there with my family. I was in high school, mm-hmm. but I was young and ang- and angsty and like i didn't mm. enjoy it like this is dumb it's hot here it sucks yeah <laughs> so i am um, but the thing with china when i went there everyone saw me they i didn't feel uh, welcome there i felt like an outsider looking in so i uh i uh <laughs> i'm afraid to go back to china until i can speak chinese so that's like a goal of mine. do you speak chinese i don't at mm. all i don't speak a word of hindi so well Is that a goal of yours? That is. I'd love to learn. Uh, So, again, my dad's from India, mom's from Guyana. My mom only knows English, and Mm -hmm. my dad knows Hindi. So, I mean, he wasn't going to teach us, and my mom didn't know it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that maybe, oh, going back to how I would change being raised, that's something, is I wish my dad taught me Hindi, even though my mom didn't know it. That was one thing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I I guess I wish I'd stayed in Chinese school instead of not going anymore jeez you did you get kicked did you get arrested in no. chinese school too? no i was a real bad eight-year-old i had a leather jacket i had the candy cigarettes and then there i got arrested for dealing candy cigarettes it was a bad time does your family speak uh, cantonese or mandarin my dad speaks mandarin and uh-huh. my mom learned it later on okay and 
So my grandma on my mom's side really wanted to make sure we matriculated. So it was like she would have uh, Chinese New Year, things like that. But overall, we only we only spoke English in the household. So, so yeah. Mm. Yeah. Question 15. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Oh, my goodness. I'm too young to answer this. The greatest <laughs> accomplishment of my life? Um, senior year of high school, I got uh, Best Supporting Actor. Oh! So, yeah. I got, I got an award. So, <laughs> in high school, I was always like some side character, and then finally I got the award for it. Yes. Oh, I bet. That you were. Seems... Congrats. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, ah. That's awesome. Yeah. I guess. It seems kind of so long ago now. But yeah, that's, as far as like medals and congratulatory things, that's the thing that stands out. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? All right, I take that back. I was, I'm most proud <laughs> of getting my associate's degree because I was working full time and going to school full time. Wow. And that, that was, took a large toll and living on my own. So that's a lot to deal with all at once. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So. I did it. I made it. You did it. <laughs> I did it. And now I did you're it. here. I'm here. <laughs> oh, so what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Yeah, probably graduating college uh, is one of the greatest accomplishments of my life. Uh, starting improv, mm. I would say, because as you know, that shit's scary. It's really scary. It really is very, very scary what yeah. we do, getting up on stage and making it up on the spot. And I feel like just doing it so many times you don't realize how hard it really is mm-hmm. and how a lot of people can't do it or scared of it. Or I, So I'm really proud of myself for like just jumping into it mm-hmm. and uh, doing it and meeting all the great people that I met. Another great accomplishment, I would say, is the web series that we made, me, Anna, and Nick. Uh, it, plug. Plug. <laughs> Gig Gazelles. Um, it was really great. You know, we wrote something mm-hmm. and we made it. And that takes a lot. We, there were countless hours. There was a lot of scheduling. There were issues. We were sneaking into buildings. <laughs> we, were, uh, we were working on, on the street in like the middle of July, sweating to death. Yeah. We, we did it and I'm really proud of it. And it might not be like the best thing in the world. It is the best thing it in the is. world. It is the best thing in the world. <laughs> but I'm super proud of it. It's the first thing that I've made that I can like proudly show someone. Cause I feel like people say all the time, like, Oh, you do comedy. Let me see something. Right. And now I have something to show for it. And thanks guys for all your hard work. <laughs> You're welcome. Anna <laughs> shot the whole thing. I did. No kidding. Yeah. It's got to feel so good to have something with your, made with your own hands, you know, put right? blood, sweat and tears into it. Yeah. And Nick was, Nick wrote some episodes. I did something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nick wrote and directed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Binks was in it. Binks Aww. was in it. No, she's asleep. Binks is a star. <laughs> what question are we on? 16. Oh, cool. Question 16. What do you value most in a friendship? What do I value most in a friendship? Um, somebody that I can be my total and complete self with and not be judged. Uh, that's very hard to find is somebody, or somebody that will just 
uh, let you vent or rant about anything and just sit there and listen. They don't feel like they have to jump in or give you advice. They're just like, I'm here for you. Right. Whatever you want. I got your back. That's so important for a friend to not feel like you're being mansplained to or being <laughs> lectured on something. Right. I feel that sharing focus, if it's like improv term, but I hold to my friends now. It's like, all right, talk about yourself a lot. It's not my turn. Yeah. And I can't stand those friends who are just kind of like, you're talking about your tough day and they're like, yeah, so back to me. It's like, all right, like I want to be a good friend and hear your day out, but my turn. Right. My Today turn. is me day. Right. And I'm so non-confrontational, I'm not going to ever say that. I'm going to be like, hey, it's my turn. Let me talk. I'm more just kind of, I'm just so quick to let them talk about themselves and then put my 10 cents in later on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I find sharing focus is very important for friendships. Yeah. Also, I feel like now in this political uh, climate, it's, I kind of look for friends that share the same beliefs and values, mm -hmm. uh, especially with social issues. I mean, I don't want to poo-poo anybody that has different uh, opinions socially mm -hmm. or like has different political beliefs, but I feel like the country's so divided right now for specific reasons and the people who kind of yes. don't really aren't really on the same side as me don't really care about stuff that is super important to me and my lifestyle and me as a woman of color right so finding people like that is important to me too yeah the last thing you want to hear is your friend groaning about you saying how a struggle to it is to be a minority in this country right it's like, <laughs> like i got into a really bad argument with somebody at a party about get out and he was like it was racist against white people uh, <laughs> I'm kind of buzzed right now. I can't really have this conversation, <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, it's so aggravating. Oh, man, it's like, like I want to tear my skin off hearing that. It's yeah. like, oh, it's not, oh. Well. I'm like, that's the point of the movie right? that you're not getting. <laughs> like, you just said the whole point of the movie. <laughs> I will say, though, it is good to have the other side, though. So it's like, of course. It, you do need to hear that. But it's definitely, on a day-to-day -day basis, you don't need that friend being like, well, if you think about it this way, get out is actually rixes towards white friends. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, you can go. You leave. You can get yeah. out. <laughs> 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 Guys, if you haven't seen Get Out, please, please go see Get Out. I would love to be sponsored by the movie Get Out. Oh, that'd be Jordan fantastic. Peele, if you're listening. Please come on the podcast <laughs> with Chelsea Peretti. Oh, uh, what a dream. <laughs> the dream 36 question. Uh, oh, that would be amazing if they both came. Oh. Chelsea Peretti, if you're listening. <laughs> Please come. Uh, question 18. What is your... Oh, wait, I think it's me. Is uh -oh. it me? Yes. Question 17. <gasps> oh, we almost <gasps> skipped a question. Oh, no. So sorry. We so sorry. A shot. Question 17. <laughs> What is your most treasured memory? Ooh, treasured memory would be my brother's wedding last mm. summer. Kevin got married to Mariette, and Kevin and Mariette had a beautiful wedding, and Aww. our families were all able to hang out. I don't see my cousins very often, and all Chows and Yos were able to hang out, and it was a perfect union of some people getting along, having a good time. It's like a great night of food, dancing, laughing, and... Uh, it was the first time I seen my dad get drunk too, oh. and that was really fun to watch. He was just like have their cunt loose, like talking away, 
Um, and when all the Chow men get together, it becomes just like this raucous drinking event. Yeah. It came one point where all so they didn't hand out shots; you can only get glasses, proper glasses of uh, of scotch. So we're just like taking shots of a like, double scotch, and we got to a point where we're all arm and arm in a huddle, just going Chows, 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 Chows. That's amazing. Yeah, it got so crazy. And it's a tradition now that uh, Chow brother has to get shirtless and run around the wedding yes. when every time there's a wedding now. So for my cousins, one of them did that for that wedding. I did it for my brother. So <laughs> traditions got to keep happening. Right. Yeah. Got to get shirtless. Got to get shirtless. Got to scream. Got to drink scotch. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Uh, my most treasured memory has to be when I was little. Um, my parents would take me and uh, my two siblings to Toys R Us like every Saturday. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't we wouldn't necessarily like get everything like get something on those days, but we would go just like as a family outing, right? And uh, blast the Space Jam soundtrack Hell in the yeah. car. Space Jam is my life. <laughs> um, would you go the one on Forty Second? No, it, it was in the it, it was in Jersey. Jersey. It was in Jersey. <laughs> I don't want to keep black blocking that part out. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. For some reason, a lot of people think I was born in the city, even though I tell them multiple times I'm from It just Jersey. seems like it. You have that, that New York City vibe. Ooh, like. I like that. I got swag. I'm the least swaggy person ever. Um, so yeah, just getting in the car and going to Toys R Us and just like running around the store, um, being with my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my brother like fighting in the back seat. Who's gonna sit in the middle? Uh, things like that. Also, we used to, I used to live um, in Old Bridge, which is another town in Central Jersey, and we had uh, a swing set in the backyard. So, hanging out with my brother and playing like all these obstacle course games, mm-hmm. and he'd basically do stuff that would be super hard for me and super easy for him, <laughs> and I just always be like, I'll never be as strong as him but realize (laughs) later on in real life that yeah so yeah uh, probably when I was younger and doing all that kind of stuff with my family that's great it's also fun to look back at those games you'd create with your siblings yeah (laughs) and how they'd make you lose intentionally (laughs) like you suck (laughs) you'll never be that good also playing N64. That was Ooh, big. Nice. Goldeneye. Goldeneye with the rumble pack. Yeah, the rumble pack. <laughs> <laughs> I was just playing that recently with a friend, uh, Goldeneye. The graphics are so bad. So bad. They're just like blocks of, of faces and then block of a gun. Yeah. And then... I don't know how that was considered a library. It was just like <laughs> green walls. <laughs> Also, I don't know why they didn't just figure out to make that thumbstick the aim button. Like, you have to stop moving yes. and then aim. It's like, this is so, what? What is this? Nonsense. But isn't it weird that when you hold the controller after years, it still feels right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, truth be told, I was more of a PlayStation fan than an N64 Ooh. fan. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I'll see you later. Yeah, this was so much fun. This was so much this fun. This was so great. This is great. Um, Never. (laughs) Never again. It's our first podcast that ends early. (laughs) (laughs) Question 18. What is your most terrible memory? (laughs) Oh, man. I feel like I've been telling this story a lot recently. So apologies for anyone that's heard this story like 40 million times. But I broke my neck. (gasps) Uh, (laughs) Oh. 
I've, I've heard this, but this is still terrible. I broke my neck. Oh, no. On a log flume ride in Paris. What? It's the craziest story. This sounds like an improv scene right now. Just saying. Yeah. Um, it happened about seven years ago, and I feel like I've told the story so much that it just feels like a story and doesn't feel like it really happened <laughs> because it's just crazy. So basically, I was going to India for the first time, and actually the only time since, and I was going with my family and two fa- uh, two family friends. Mm-hmm. And um, the grown-ups wanted to go drink and have fun, and then my sister and the two girls from... The, uh, the, my two family friends have like younger daughters. They wanted to go to this carnival. Okay. So I was like, oh, I'll take the kids to the carnival and like you guys go off and do your thing. And so there are all these like, there's a uh, merry-go-round ride. There was um, a Ferris wheel. And then we saw this log flume ride in the middle of this dinky carnival. And for some Uh-oh. reason, we thought it'd be a good idea to, <laughs> to go there. We get into this log flume and if you've been to like Disney World or wherever you're usually like tightly compact. Yeah. This ride had only two bars on the side for you to hold on to but there was like so much room to move around. And was there go- play in the bar too? Like was it not tightly over you? Was there was it- no bar like over you. There were just bars on the side. For you, you to hold to- on to. Yeah. What? And that was it. And so oh, we're going down the first <laughs> drop and like gravity pushed me to the front of the ride and uh, I just kind of banged my head. What? Yeah. And at the time I was more concerned about my phone that had just fallen into the water. <laughs> I was in a lot of pain and I blacked out for like a second and I didn't even notice that. I was just so concerned about my phone. Yeah. Like my Moto Razor. It can't be in yeah. the water. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, so then... I, um, so then that was just the stopover. Paris was just the stopover. We were in India for a month and my neck is killing me. Oh my. And my mom's like, oh, it's fine. It's just whiplash here. Take an Advil. <laughs> um, my brother's like, I, I break my fingers all the time playing basketball. You don't know real pain. Like you're fine. And everything's like super cheap in India. So my mom was like, oh, just like get a massage. So I had this guy like, cracking my neck <gasps> and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, it still hurts. So we get back to the States, and I'm like, Mom, my neck is killing me. Mm-hmm. I need to go to the doctor. She's like, fine. We're going to go, <laughs> and there's not going to be anything wrong, and you're going to embarrass me. Wow. So we go to the doctor. The doctor's like, I don't really see anything wrong. You're moving your head. Get an x-ray for the hell of it, because it's been a while. It's been a month, so fine. So I go the to the radiologist, and they're like, I think you're okay. It was a Friday, and I remember this specifically, because they were like, You'll hear from us on Monday. I don't think anything's wrong. Get a call Saturday, 8.30 in the morning. We found three fractures Whoa. in your neck. You broke your C1 <sighs> vertebrae. We don't know how you've been walking around and how you're okay. We got to take you to the hospital. So, yeah, I was in a neck brace for three months. Yikes. And it, I had to take off from work. I mean, I had to take off from school. And, yeah, it was a rough, rough year. You're tough. You're, you're a badass. Somebody Wait, did badass. you find your phone? I did. We <laughs> did find my phone. It was a Blackberry at the time, actually. Okay. I okay. remember it. And, yeah. So you didn't go over the log flume. You just flung forward. Flung forward, hit my head on the seat. Jeez. Oh. Oh. Um, my most terrible memory is... It's a snowboarding accident, isn't it? It's, it's not my accident. It's someone else's. Oh. So... 
um, the ride as a snowboard company, and they do this thing called the ride tattoo party. So <gasps> I, what you He's do? He's showing us a tattoo, ladies. It and says gentlemen. it says I love ride. It's I, and then there's a heart with ride in the middle of it. So you get a free tattoo, you get a free snowboard. And I worked at the oh. snowboard shop for five years. They always tell stories about it. The first time they did that party in a long time, so I was like, I have to do this. I'm gonna leave this store. I want to have this memory. So I get the tattoo. I get the board, and then we go snowboarding in Vermont. It's the first time riding the snowboard, and it's like a lot of fun, having a great time. My friends and I are riding around. One by one, we're all starting taking these little like diggers, getting hurt, taking these small injuries. We're like, let's just go in for the day. Let's call it quits now. But then, of course, you go through the park just to do one last lap. So I go off the jump. I land fine. And my buddy, Jamie Antonetti, real cocky guy, has to one-up me. So he goes oh. off the jump, tries to do something really crazy, and he ends up going horizontal. And he's completely like this and lands, like does a belly flop with the snow. It's immediately an oh. agonizing pain. So I take my snowboard off, and I, I throw it off and run up there. And I'm dragging him uh, from under the jump. So people who are landing like left and right of us, like almost landing on us, almost taking us out. And they're getting mad at us. And I'm like, my buddy's hurt. Like, get, get ski patrol. So I finally get him out of there. And then ski patrol comes, and he says, that doesn't look good. So they cart him down. So then I turn around to get my snowboard, and it's gone. Someone stole it from me as I'm helping what? my friend get out of this near-death experience. Oh, my God. So it's completely gone. What a dick. I know. Like, who does that? Who? So anyways, we get Couldn't down you there. you caught him? Like, can't you see someone, like, sporting down with an extra snowboard in so his So we, we combed, like, the parking lots. We ran all over the, the, the lodge and everything. But my buddy also has a hurt knee, so I want to stay with him of to make course, sure he's all right. Course. So it's like yeah. a mix of, like, are you okay? I'm going to go look for my, my <laughs> snowboard. I'm gonna, I'll be right back, all right? You stay here. Yeah. I mean, you can't move anywhere, right. so. <laughs> we'll get you out of here, but I just need to, I need to look around real quick. I'm just going to, oh, oh. all right. So he tore his ACL completely, and then I lost my snowboard. So. If there's any snowboard companies listening and they want to sponsor Warren, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a dream come true if I got sponsored. <laughs> Sympathy oh sponsor. Oh my god! Yeah. And the worst part is that, like, a year How later, was uh, this was three years ago, four mm. years ago. One eBay, and I saw my board, exact same setup. I saw <gasps> all of it no! for sale there. Did you buy it back? No, hell no. Did it's, you tell? It's, like, did you write a message like "fuck you"? That's my board. So there's no way of proving it, but I. Was, I just, I just like closed my laptop and just like walked away from Aww. it. Yeah. Ugh. Asshole. All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> next question. <laughs> question 19. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly. <laughs> oh my God. Would you change anything about the way you are now living and why? Ooh. Yeah, I would, if I knew I was going to die in a year, the way I would change my living, I would do so much more. I would just, yeah. I would hype it up. I'd start doing open mics, and I would start trying to do more shows. I'd try to make a web series as fast as I could, so I could put a little stamp on my life. Anna can shoot it, and Nick can direct it. Hey, we should talk. Plug. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're going to die in a year. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh. Wow. Cool. It's a really good script, too, so maybe it's worth it. <laughs> I, I'm going to help you if you're going to be alive or not. Like, it doesn't matter. Either way, dead or alive, Anna will uh, help. Yes. But maybe Spotify will sponsor us if, uh, if they think I'm going to die in a year. Spotify gods. <laughs> and then I would eat just trash all the time. Mm. I mean, let's just go down eating the best food. That's the worst for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. What about you? One year to live. How are you going to change your life? 
Samesies. I would <laughs> seriously like I'd eat. I mean, I already eat like garbage. These guys make fun of me because okay, they were shooting an episode of the podcast in my apartment, and they found my entire cabinet was full of spaghettios. <laughs> 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 Yeah. What shape spaghettios? Like Rugrats? Are we talking? Uh, what? I think it was Spider Man. Nice. They're still there. I haven't touched them because you guys made me feel really bad. Aria doesn't cook. I don't cook. <laughs> I don't. The most I can make is a hot pocket, and that's like my greatest accomplishment. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, I even forgot the question. You have one year left. One year to live. Eat garbage like I normally do anyway. So more garbage. More garbage. Extra garbage. <laughs> Give me a double cheeseburger with extra garbage. Covered in SpaghettiOs. Covered in SpaghettiOs. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely take more risks and mm-hmm. not... I think I would try to stop beating myself up. Like I feel like a lot of... And you could probably relate to this too. After you do an improv show and you feel like you didn't do that great, you beat yourself up for the entire night. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to die in here. I don't fucking care. Why does it matter? Yeah. yeah. There's so, I, I'd stop being petty or stop being um, hard on myself mm-hmm. about things. Um, I'd finally pick up that guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Just strum it once. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Is your guitar electric blue? For some reason, when you said you have a guitar, I th- in my head, it's I pictured It's electric. That. It's, is it a Yamaha? I think it's a Yamaha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> I think it's a Yamaha, but it's brown. Okay. Classic. It's like a mahogany kind of thing. It's, it's, it's very pretty. <laughs> I should touch it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're next. Question 20. Beyond what you value in friendship, what does friendship mean to you? Ooh, I feel like Winnie the Pooh now. <laughs> I feel like this is something Christopher Robin would talk to Winnie the Pooh about. <laughs> um, hey, Pooh, what makes a good friend? Right? Oh, Christopher? Yeah, I feel like these are one of those... Uh, memes those inspirational memes you see on your aunt's facebook (laughs) how much a friend means to you uh friendship is super important to me i really value my close friendships Mm -hmm. um you need people around you that support you that you can go to because sometimes you can't go to your family about things or sometimes you just Sometimes you just need somebody to goof off with or you need somebody to um, uh, to be a shoulder to cry on or you want to be that for somebody, you know? I I like being there for my friends. I like when my friends are there for me. I Friendship to me means everything. There's nothing... I, and also it's not the amount of friends that you have. It's that the... Quality. Right. Yeah. It's the quality. Like I could have... I. I probably have only a couple of friends that I'm super, super close with, and I value their friendship and their love so much. Mm-hmm. They, they've they helped me through so much, and I've helped them through a lot, and they mean a lot to me. Yeah. I think anyone who's willing to make time for you in New York City is such a good friend. Because everyone's yes. just so, quote-unquote, busy that if you can make that connection, someone's like willing to drop anything to go hang out with you is such a such a great friend. Because there's so many excuses to create, being like, oh, you're too far away, or I just want to lay in bed, not do anything. Right. 
But that friend who's like, hey, man, I'll sit around with you and not do anything is just, it's so great. So easy to goof off that way and not feel any pressure to make those moments last. Not like, oh, we have to go out and make a great night of it. Yeah. It's like a great friend would be like, honestly, we could walk across the bridge back and forth and we'll have a good time. I love friendships like that. Yeah. I look for friendships like that where we don't have to make every night the best night ever and get Mm -hmm. drunk and do whatever debauchery. Right. Yeah. I, I value... The friendships where we sit in my apartment and just like talk shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw that shade around because yeah. no one's going to know about it. Right. Question 21 What roles do love and affection play in your life? So, as of right now, love and affection doesn't play a big part in my life because <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anyone right now, but I do love to show affection to people. So, um, I, uh, 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 I'm very, I'm so, uh, I'm single and I love to love and I love being very like affectionate and cuddly and all this and that, but I'm not going to give that to anyone, I guess. So I can come off cold when really I'm just waiting for the right person to, to do it on and, uh, hold hands and be all gushy and be all <laughs> a big teddy bear. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, pretty much same for me. I'm not seeing anybody. So... Right now, love is not huge in my life just because there is no, I don't have a significant other. Mm-hmm. But when there is somebody in my life, or uh, they are important to me. Mm-hmm. And I am looking for somebody that will be affectionate, as I am a very affectionate person, uh, physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Question 22. Take turns sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of two items. Positive characteristic. You're very goofy. And I like that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You are very intelligent. And I really appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're. What is the opposite of superficial? You are not. <laughs> Seriously, like I mean that in a genuine way. Where these questions can come off very like, um, I, you could answer very superficially, mm-hmm. and I feel like you're taking the time to answer very deeply and giving very provoking and thoughtful and answers. And yeah, you're a very thoughtful person. Thank you. I really like that you uh, care about the family dynamic. So it's like, I guess, the characteristic of love. You have a lot of love to give and you cherish it protectively. I really like that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question 23. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people? Uh, so my childhood, I spent most of it being grounded because I had bad grades. <laughs> and you got arrested from Chinese school. <laughs> I was a real bad kid, so right. what can I say? Well, so middle school, I was, <laughs> it was like an ongoing thing. It'd be like, Warren, do you want to hang out? No, I'm grounded. It's like, what did you do? I got a, I didn't do my homework, so I got grounded. Uh, so <laughs> the life, a life with Asian parents. Yeah, bro, uh. I feel you. <laughs> well, I was also grounded. I couldn't watch TV, so if I 
like at some point they're like, you can hang out with your friends, but I would only hang out to watch TV. So, <laughs> and there was one time my dad caught me doing that. He, so I thought my mom was going to pick me up. My dad picked me up instead. And quickly I was saying to my friends, like, turn the TV off, turn the TV off. I can't be doing this. And they're like, well, what are you freaking out about? It's just TV. He come up the stairs and he sees the TV on, sees me standing like, in, like near it. I'm like, okay, let's go. So we have this quiet car ride back. Oh. <laughs> and finally we get home. And he's like, uh, he's like, you know, you were not supposed to be watching TV. I, was, I know. He goes, well, you're not listening to me, so I had to spank you. And I was like, what? I'm in seventh grade. Like, you don't spank me anymore. Yeah. So I got a good old ass whooping in middle school. <laughs> but despite all that, I had a good childhood. So it was it was strict, but it was fun. I got to go to boarding school for crying out loud, you know. I was yeah. like at sleepaway camp all year round in that sense. But I don't think I had... I don't think I was happier than most others. I would never compare that. Hmm. Yeah, that's a weird question. Do you feel your child, my childhood was better than your childhood? Hmm. I was definitely a happier child than you. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah. So my family was pretty close and pretty warm. Uh, definitely, as I said before, they had a great balance of American culture and Indian culture. Um, or super tight. I'm definitely close with my cousins, which I really, I really love. Mm -hmm. Uh, when we get together, it's always super, super fun. I feel like my childhood was pretty happy. I can't say, again, I can't say if it was happier than most people. Right. But I look back at my childhood and I have just such fond memories and, um, so many, so many different things that make me happy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I am upset, I actually do think back to moments of my childhood and think about uh, growing up and uh, the uh, playing with my brother, playing with my cousins, uh, beating up on my little sister. <laughs> <laughs> things like that. Yeah. I mean, it all goes downward. You know, your brother beat you up. So you right. So you got to beat up. Yeah, it's yeah. initiation. Yeah, exactly. Right. Welcome She's, to the family. Right. <laughs> you got to go through the same torture that I went through. Uh, question 24. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? I talked about this a little bit before, but me and my mom are really close. Mm -hmm. I value my relationship with my mom so much. I call my mom like maybe three times a day. Aww. I'm really tight with my mom. Uh, anytime I have a problem, whether it's like a problem with a friend or a problem at work, she's the first person I call. Like, mm -hmm. mommy, this happened. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, like, we're going on a trip together and I'm right. so excited for it. I, I love my mom. My mom has uh, been through a lot and she's super strong and I I can't I, I don't know any other stronger person or better role model than my mom mm -hmm. moms are great moms are great moms are great <laughs> pull so much inspiration from moms and um, is it Mother's Day coming up in May right yeah so yeah mom this is for you Mom, uh, I have a great relationship with my mom. I hold a lot of inspiration for my mom. She's a busybody. She's always doing something, always keeping busy. And I always like, all right, you know, that blood is in me. My mom can do it. I can do it. Yeah. So she's like a curator of a museum, helps out like turtles. She, oh, my God. Yeah, she works for a turtle sanctuary in, That's uh, in Florida. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, and uh, yeah, 
she's she's a busybody. So, and she's uh, real charismatic. She's fun. She's bubbly. So uh, my mom is great. I love my mom. Yeah, whenever my mom walks into the room, she's like the life of the party. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it's going to be a good time when my mom walks in. And that's <laughs> what, my friends want to hang out with my mom more than they want to hang out with me. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. Like, my mom is Viv for a reason. Like, she had, like, her, her hair dyed, per, like, pink on her <gasps> tips of her hair for a my while. My mom had, like, pink streaks. What? No yeah. way! <laughs> All right, we have you on the podcast because we want your mom to be on. There we go. See, my mom's great. Um, she's a better social life than I do too. She's like, oh, I'm gonna go out with the girls this weekend. We're going on a trip to Florida. What? Yeah, we're going to a winery. I'm like, all right, you and your bougie friends. <laughs> she like pencil you in for your trip to LA. She's like, yeah, maybe we can do this. Exactly. Seriously, she's like, you know. I'm Florida next month, and then I'm thinking about going to Thailand. I'm like, what? <laughs> I just got cast in a Scorsese movie. It's just tough. NBD. Yeah. NBD. <laughs> All right. Question 25. Make two true we statements each. For example, we are both in this room feeling. Uh, we are both in New York as comedians. Yes. Um, we are both Asian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. We are both having fun. Yes. <laughs> we are both giddy. Mm-hmm. Quite giddy. We're both giddy. <laughs> we are both, uh... You've already done two, but you can keep going. Oh, yeah, you've already done two. We are both going to go on to the next question. (laughs) Oh, good segue. (laughs) Question 26. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. I wish I had someone who I can share my life with? Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm genuinely looking for is somebody that I can share my life with, share my experiences with, or be a part of their life, be an important part of their lives and share their experiences with. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, it's, I wish I had someone with whom I could share this plate of mozzarella sticks with. Ooh. That's important. It's important. You got to like mozzarella sticks. You got to want to get appetizers. And then we got to... I mean, appetizers are the best part of the meal. And they I think they're are. super underrated. <laughs> I could just do all apps if necessary. Uh, well, also with that, it also means that I'm with someone, I'm loving that person, and then we're going out to eat and getting appetizers. So it all falls with that. I once choked on a mozzarella stick. What? Was it too hot? The cheese was too gooey? The cheese got like stuck down my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to pull it out. It's like that clown with a like, scarf. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> with a scarf. That's exactly what it was. It was so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I love to see that waiter's face just like looking like, what, what? what do I do? Yeah. How do you help someone like pulling cheese out of their throat? Romantic thing that he wanted to share. <laughs> <laughs> and I just made it so gross. <laughs> the one thing you want in someone, I just like completely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 
<laughs> the worst case scenario you had with mozzarella sticks. Right. <laughs> and so anytime the family orders mozzarella sticks, my sister's like, no, you do not touch. Here's some bread. <laughs> Just one bite. Just one. <laughs> Uh, question 27. Ooh, this is a tough one. Uh-oh. If you were to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for him or her to know. Hmm. Um, it's important for them to know that I'll get really quiet and kind of shut off, but it's nothing directed towards them, me, like me being mad towards them. It's more so I just need some time to myself to just kind of space out and be not talked to or anything. So... Yeah, because that can almost seem like awkward or like uh, or just like moody things like that. But really, just like yeah. I want, I have, a, I just want to have resting bitch face. <laughs> I want to wear like baggy clothing. I want to sit in basically the the corner and just like stare at a computer screen, stare at a piece of paper, stare at and just like space out. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm gonna steal that answer. I'm the same <laughs> way too. Where I feel like I'm. Uh, you and I, uh, I can see, are very similar in the sense where, mm-hmm. again, we're in a room full of people and we're on, but there are some times where we just got to be off. Yeah, got to crash and yeah. just Yeah, and it's, off. N- it's nothing about the people that I'm with. Mm-hmm. It's nothing about um, the company or any, of, or any in that sense. It's just that's who I, some days I'm on and then some days I'm off and I just got to have my space on my off days. Yeah. And that's what I love about having a significant other is like when you're, if you're in the same room, if you're both doing your own thing, but then you can just come back to each other. You don't need to go far distance. You can just start hanging out again. Right. I feel there's a, Nick is giving a look to Anna right now. (laughs) I don't know why. I don't. (laughs) For the listeners. Um, Yeah. I feel like a lot of people have um, this, uh, this like bad preconceived notion about relationships like you have to be with the person all the time 24 right. 7 I'm like that's actually not really that healthy Mm-mm. you need to have your own lives yeah. yeah and that's something that I look for in a partner is somebody that just has their own life and their own ambitions and I'm like we can have similar goals mm-hmm. like that's I feel like some people too like oh I can't date comedy people or I can't date um, somebody that wants to be an actor or a writer right. too and sure like there will be times with like competition but sure I feel like competition sometimes can be healthy yeah definitely also you need someone who can understand what you're going through right or push you yeah so i love they keep looking at <laughs> each other look what do you what is this like? i was just looking at anna because all of the perfect relationships you described was us so I was like, right they <laughs> are the, actually nick and anna are my hashtag relationship goals <laughs> this is not about us <laughs> but next episode but the next questions are all about us the next questions are all about like, us. what are nick and anna wearing what are nick and anna doing right now <laughs> yeah um i just feel like that's the best kind of relationship where you're together but you're not always together and you have your own lives and you could just come back to each other when you need each other or when you want to be with each other yeah you want to miss the person not get sick of them exactly yeah yeah <laughs> I've, that's my problem with friends sometimes. It's like, I see the same friend over and over again, I get sick. <laughs> it's like, enough of you. I need my space. Stop singing all the Moana songs I want to sing. <laughs> uh, question 28. Tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest this time. Say things you might not say to someone you just met. 
hair. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you want me to put it down? Sure. <laughs> you have very luscious hair. Okay, for the Slow listeners, motion. for the listeners, uh, he's putting down his hair. Oh my god, it's so long. It's very long. It comes down. I think it's longer than his, mine. It might uh, be chest. Maybe it's like a dark brown. We'll have to it's measure it afterwards. We'll go. We'll go yeah. side by side. And we'll take a picture for the website. <gasps> you yeah. guys have the same hair. No, yours is longer. Yeah, his is definitely longer. I've never met a guy who had longer hair than I did. That's <laughs> awesome. I guess I'm so tired of it. Yeah. But. I get compliments. I'm Stevie Aoki. I can't cut my right, hair. Right, right. You're it's Stevie Aoki. You can't cut your hair. <laughs> um, I really like your smile. You have a beautiful smile. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I. Hmm. I. What are you gonna say? What do you? Keep- <laughs> <laughs> Nick, for all the listeners, Nick keeps inching to the microphone like he's gonna say something. Just say it, dude. It. Just say. It. What do you like about Warren? Just say it. <laughs> just say it. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna say? Warren, you also have just a beautiful smile. Oh, no. stop. I was gonna say you only needed to say one thing, but you guys were. Good, if you're gonna keep. Oh, going, it's just one thing. Yeah. Oh. Well. If you say was, one, I'll say one. Okay. All I right. was just going to say you have a great aura around you. Thank you. You you seem like the type of person, like, when you walk into the room, you just glow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I was a bad boy, I went to a toxic waste field, and then I just glow now. Right. It's a, you know, it's a benefit and a curse all in one. They're making a movie, but a white guy is going to It's Shia LaBeouf. So. Oh. <laughs> but I mean, it's Shia LaBeouf. Shia. I got to see it. <laughs> Um, I really like your style. You have, I, I've been, but the sweater, I'm not sure if it's two pieces or one. It's but one. The, it's one. <laughs> the sleeve looks like it's like, uh, like a short sleeve and you have a long sleeve underneath. But, uh, yeah, you got cool style, girl. Thank you. Yeah. I stole it from my mom. What? <laughs> Go to show So you. my mom has good style. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'll cut that out. We don't need, we don't. You're cool, Aria. We don't need to credit your mom. <laughs> uh, question 29. Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. An embarrassing moment in my life. Hmm. Really, there's so many. I don't know. Um, I don't get embarrassed that easily, but I guess embarrassing to others who might have been there for it was... Uh, I was living in Boston for Mm -hmm. a little while, and the Celtics won the championship. And um, they were so people were freaking out um, in the this one street. I think it's Canal Street. And we run up. My friends and I jumped this like this mob of fans. And uh, this one guy sees me jump on this fence really easily. He goes, "Hey, come here." I thought I was gonna yell. I was like, "No, there's a there's a billboard up there. You want? I can throw you up there, and you can like look down." So I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." So he throws me up there. I get up there, and there's a sea of people, and then I start like freaking out. I like, took my shirt off, and like I threw it in the audience, and then I was like, "Because I'm Steve Aoki," and I was right. like being a little like party boy and like a little stripper boy, <laughs> and then um, and then I got down, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> One embarrassing moment that I could think of is in high school. I had this really hot science teacher. His name was Mr. Cotton, and he was gorgeous. (laughs) Like, and he was the cliche, perfect, 
blonde hair surfer guy. Like, he would surf before school every morning. <laughs> like, he was perfect. Like, he came out of one of those books, at, those, like, romantic novels. Sure. The wind's always blowing in his hair right. the right way. Yeah. So, um, I, um, I remember I was friends. Most of my friends were seniors, and I was a junior. And they would always cut class. Mm-hmm. So... Two of my friends were walking by my classroom and they saw me and they're like, hey, Aria, just say um, the, because they were tight with one of our guidance counselors. They're like, just say Miss Natel needs you for something and you could just roam around school with us. And I was like, okay. So I go up to him, (laughs) but I'm also, I'm nervous that I'm not going to get out of this lie, but I'm also like super attracted to this guy. (laughs) So I'm like staring into his eyes and, uh, I tr- I'm trying to speak, but nothing's coming out. And he's like, you're not speaking English right now. <laughs> and, and my friends are standing there laughing hysterically. And I'm like, um, uh, yeah, so uh, the guidance counselor, uh, she needs me for something. They just, they, they came to get me. And he's like, oh, okay, that's fine. And I wa- And he's like, you could go. And so I walk out the classroom and I'm like, oh my God, I just made an idiot of myself. <laughs> What was the teacher's name? Mr. Cotton. Mr. Cotton. He left school to do missionary work in Argentina? Of course. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) This is a movie. This This, is a movie. Right. I don't know where he is now. He's probably surfing and taking care of unfortunate people. Right. (laughs) He was married, though, so. Mm. He's probably in jail after sleeping with a student (laughs) I hope not he was married he had kids he's doing fine he's fine Mr. Cotton's fine you know him yeah he's great he's killing it Mr. Cotton if you're listening we're sorry about (laughs) anything we implied I'll take all this thing out (laughs) Mr. Cotton's working for Spotify now he could Um, sue me for slander I'll take it out I'm gonna take it out question 30 when did you last cry in front of another person by yourself? Hmm. The last time I cried, um, actually just recently, my brother's best friend was murdered. <gasps> what? No. Yeah. Um, oh, it ha- I'm so sorry. It's okay. Uh, and the last time I cried was at his funeral. My brother gave a beautiful speech, and I was really, really proud of him because it was tar- really hard for him to do. And it's weird because I think that was the first time I really saw my brother break down. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him so distraught. I, I can't imagine what he went through or is going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so that was the last time that I cried was watching my brother deliver that speech because uh, I knew how hard it was for him. And it ca- and he didn't even practice it. He didn't write anything. He just spoke from the heart. Mm-hmm. And that's what really got to me. And the last time that I cried to myself, um, I'm not really that sure. It was probably something recent over something very stupid. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't that stupid. <laughs> um, last time that I cried to myself, I can't think of the time. It was, I can't think of like when specifically it was, but it wasn't too, I can probably wasn't that long ago, maybe a couple weeks ago, where, like I was talking about, I felt like I was in a rut and I wasn't moving anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, and I'm like, where am I in this, in the grand scheme of things? Um, 
I was beating myself up about an improv show, like, oh, man, I'm not that good. What am I doing? Kind of like having some sort of existential crisis. Yeah. Which, yeah. Bound to happen in New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, the last time I, I cried in front of another person, um, my friend passed away a few months ago. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's it's all right. I uh, I just cried in the subway, you know, like when I found out. Like, I wasn't like bawling or anything, but I shed a few tears. Um, and then I cried by myself for that. When I'm really, when it really hit me, when you finally were like, oh, I'm, I'm really never going to see yeah. this person again. That's when, yeah, the tears started flowing. So, <laughs> yeah. Sad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> are we, is it me now? Uh, question 31. Tell your partner something that you like about them already, something you haven't mentioned before. One more time. Tell your partner something that you like about them already, something you haven't mentioned before. I... I like your vocabulary. I think you choose interesting words, and I think that um, that where it could just be like trite and regular words, you choose some fun words that keep things exciting and very intriguing. I try really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it doesn't show. So. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of something that I haven't said before. Uh, you're very deep. Mm. And that's something that I look for in friendships and in um, <clears throat> people that I'm interested in is somebody that... I mean, I kind of said it already, but I'll say it again. That isn't superficial. Sure. Because it's so easy to find superficial things in, in New York. It's yeah, like, it is. You go to that rooftop party, and you like you go to that like backlisters club. Dub, 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 right. Dub. I feel like I can have, <laughs> even outside of this, like a real conversation with you about like social issues or about like things going on in your day that aren't like petty or silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try to avoid all that. But sometimes you just gotta gotta dig up some dirt and talk course. some hot gossip. Of course, yeah. hot gossip is always great. <laughs> yeah. Ask these guys. I love me some hot gossip. She does. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some hot gossip, but I also look for those deep intellectual conversations because that when you walk away from somebody and you're like, that was a really good time out it's always those times where you just sat and just had like a really deep conversation yeah yeah I'm, i do that at parties a lot too if i find someone i uh, like have a deep conversation i tend to corner them yeah and i'm always like don't go wait let's wait, keep come no. Back. no wait we're not oh we're stretching the surface <laughs> <laughs> don't be social oh bye yeah <laughs> uh question 32 what if anything is too serious to be joked about Rape. Yeah. I I have a hard time with rape jokes. And uh, I feel like that's something that should never be made fun of or touched upon mm-hmm. in stand-up. I feel like if the comedian was sexually assaulted and finds a way to talk about it in their own perspective, fine. But I feel like joking about it or like a guy making an insensitive joke about sexual assault or rape is something that is kind of too much for me. Also, I mean, I hate when people 
uh, try to bring like stereotypical accents Ugh. or yeah. do racist jokes like that's a no-no for me and mm-hmm. everyone's like but it's funny like laugh at yourself I'm like but that's a caricature right. of me that's not a genuine joke I'm not laughing at myself by laughing at that I'm exactly t- I'm, laugh- I'm condoning terrible yeah yeah uh, uh, stereotypes and just yeah I, yeah I can't stand those jokes I can't I can't stand when people will use their race to get those laughs. Like, I hate stop that. selling yourself short. You can do, you can go beyond that. You know, right? Sure, we can all do that. It's an easy laugh, but you owe it to yourself to dig deeper. You know, you're more than just your race. When you were starting comedy, did you find yourself doing that a lot? Like, uh, no, I did it maybe once or twice, but I quickly like put the kibosh on it. Because I caught myself doing it. Like, I was thinking about it recently. Like, when I started improv, I'd, like, pull out the Indian accent and stuff just for cheap laughs. And it works. And it works. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I did so great on that show. And then I'm like, no, I didn't. That's not good. <laughs> like, what? the reason why, like, my people are still getting cast in this bullshit because I'm, I'm a part of it. <laughs> I'm approving of it. But all that money. Mm-mm-mm. Right? Just do that voice, get a part on a sitcom. Yeah. I cut you off. What else is... Um, well, yeah, rape is something you shouldn't joke about, but at the same time, if a comedian can walk that fine line of what you shouldn't talk about and does a great joke on it, it really stands out as a great comedian. Yeah. And I'm in uh, Keisha Zolar class right now, and her big thing is boundaries. You know, at any point you're not comfortable with something, just raise your hand, say boundaries, and the scene will end. So I love that. It's great. It's, it's, it's what should be in everything. And it's hard to have those conversations. I think it's important to, to talk about difficult things. But to joke around, I think it's what's not okay is to half-heartedly joke about serious things. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, you have to give your full effort to be tasteful about it or, or be respectful. Yeah. You can't just throw out some rape joke or some like incest or some baby-killing joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's how I see it. Yeah, that's a great answer. Uh, question 33. If you die today... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. If you die today without talking to anyone, what would you regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them? Um, I would regret... Oh, man. I don't... I'm a pretty candid person, but... Maybe be telling one of my closer friends that they're a bad friend. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, just be like, "You're not a good friend," and I don't. <laughs> what? Like, it's such a hard thing to give that feedback to a friend. Like, "Hey, you're not a good friend, and you should work on that." So, on my way out, I would love to be like, "Hey, you're a bad friend." <laughs> <laughs> Question 34. Oh, man. You guys are almost there. Almost there. Your house catches fire. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to grab one last thing. What is it and why? I was going to say my pet. (laughs) But they said pets. (laughs) That damn guitar. (laughs) Um, What's one more thing that I would take? Cans of SpaghettiOs. <laughs> <laughs> My SpaghettiOs. Those damn Hot Pockets. To be honest, and I feel like this sounds really lame and cliche, but if everybody's safe, 
I don't give a shit. Mm. I don't need to get clothes. I don't need to get my computer. All of that stuff can be replaced. Sure. As long as my family's okay. And number one, that my cat is okay. Because I would be more concerned about the cat than anything else. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. I was wondering those fires when you bring a cat outside. Does the cat run away? You know, it's like so much is going on. You got it. You can't hold on to it. It's going to be freaking out and clawing at you. My cat's pretty good about that, where if he's in a place, like when we take him to the vet, mm-hmm. and he's in a place that he's not familiar with, he'll like kind of clutch on. Okay. So I feel like he'd be okay. Yeah. If not, I would make him. <laughs> <laughs> I about you? would go back. I have a framed picture of uh, me and my two brothers from uh, Cousin's Wedding, and I really hold that picture near and dear. Yeah. It's a more recent picture. And for a long time, it was so hard to get the three of us together. So I really love that picture. Yeah. We all look real good in it, too. Like, Ooh. real good. <laughs> uh, real sexy. Like, we all clean shaven, and we're love looking good. It. We're, we'll put it up on the website later so you can yeah. see. <laughs> is it on your Instagram? It isn't. But that, it could that's be good. today. That's how special it is, yeah. that you don't have to post it on social media. Like, look at me having fun. It's yeah. like something close to you. I like that. It's just for me. And I have like two copies of it right next to each other, the framed one and non-framed one. So it's like almost repetitive and nonsensical, but I love that picture. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Question 35. <gasps> Gasp. Of all the people in your family. <laughs> this is a sad question. I, question 35. <gasps> of all the people in your family... Whose death would you find most disturbing? Oh. Why? <laughs> you guys in love yet or what? <laughs> we talk Hold my them. hand. Do a tough one. Oh. They're holding oh. hands. Oh. They're holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, losing my mom would be the hardest, the most disturbing, because she holds our family together. So for all family functions and things like that, she's pulling everyone together. And I think if she passed away, my dad would be devastated. And I don't know if we would see each other that often. Yeah. I, well, no, we would. We still make an effort to do so, but it would just be that initial step of that hurdle to get over. Yeah. Disturbing is a tough word, too. Because it makes me think, like, did something bad happen to that person? So who would I at least want to see die in a weird way? It was why right. my brain went first. Um, I would definitely say my mom, too. As I said, my mom and I are super tight, super close. She means everything to me. So that would be the most hurtful. I'd also like to say my cat. That would be the most heartbreaking death in my family. My entire family would be devastated. I don't, I've lost an animal before. And there's nothing like losing an animal because like they can't tell you that they're in pain. They don't know what's going on. Hmm. It's, yeah. My, I would be devastated. Like, you guys wouldn't see me for at least a month if my cat passed. <laughs> is it a Maine Coon? What type of cat do you have? It's an orange tabby. Ooh. His name is Picasso. Aww. Picasso. Picasso. Anna wants me to change my cat's name to Picasso. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. It does. <laughs> Tabbies have so much personality. They do. Just, oh. He thinks he's a dog, which is what's great about him. <laughs> Like, he'll meet you at the front door. He'll cuddle with you. He sleeps on my head (laughs) when I go back to Jersey. He's in Jersey with my mom. He's my mom's favorite child. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question 36. Last question. Should I milk it? Milk it. 
share a personal <laughs> problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Life is perfect. I don't have any problems in my life. I'm trying to think. And if you have a personal problem, if you could think of something, go for it. And then I'll help. Hmm. I, I was actually hoping to stall while you answered it. it. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what's going on in my life right now. Personal problem. For me is um, I'm having... Um, So I have a skin condition. I have psoriasis. Oh. And I am finding that I'm getting outbreaks on my my head and face now. So how might you handle that? Your psoriasis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do I handle your psoriasis? Um, or how do I ha- how would I handle psoriasis? Like what? How, yeah. Or right, yeah. How about uh? Two ways. How would you handle it uh, if you saw me uh, blemishes on my face, and then, or how would you handle it if you had that, and how would you deal with it? Mm. I mean, I had a tough time with acne growing up. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that I never do is like question anybody's face. Like, what's that? <laughs> I hated when people did that to me because I was so embarrassed by it. So. I mean, if you ever wanted to talk about it, I would totally be there for you in whatever capacity that I could be. I mean, I can't understand what you're going through specifically, sure. but I'd be there to listen to whatever issues that you're having with it because, I mean, it's it's hard because your face is the first thing that people see. And sure. like walking into a room and you feel like you're not 100% can be really hard. And I just, I mean, I think one thing that I would say is just know that people are, when they're looking at you, they're not looking at that. Mm -hmm. You're, from what I've learned about you today, I feel like you're a great person and you can hold your own and you're very outgoing, you're very fun. And people are looking for that. People are not going to be like, oh, you know that kid with psoriasis? (laughs) What a dick, because he has psoriasis. No, (laughs) he has psoriasis. No, I mean, I'm sure that's not what people talk about when they talk about you. Mm -hmm. I think you have so much to offer to people and you have like such a great, like as I said before, you have such a great aura, you have a great personality and that's what people talk about. They're not talking about your face. Aw, thanks. Aw. (laughs) But you're not done yet. Speaking of faces. Ah, speaking of faces. (laughs) Um, Could you read your last card, whoever has it? I think you have the last card. Stare into your partner's eyes for four minutes. So this All is right. this is part of the psychological test. Yeah. So the psychologist Arthur Aaron realized that people rarely look each other in the eye. Uh, even when you do, even someone who's good at looking at someone in the eye, they only do it for a few seconds at a time. Um, and this is a pathway to intimacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't talk for four minutes, and for those so hard. I know. (laughs) For those people listening, I'm gonna cut it all out, but guaranteed they're gonna be staring at each other for four minutes. All right, tell us when to start. Ready, go. 
two, one. Yeah. That was so hard. Yeah. You guys did much better than other people. Yeah, you guys did the best, I think. <laughs> a lot of people just start talking. So. Yeah, a lot of people start talking, not taking it seriously. I mean, it's not a competition, but we definitely are the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. So how do you feel about the whole experience? That was great. Yeah, it was yeah. great getting to know a complete stranger. Same here. On a deeper level. Because I, I feel like even if you go on a first date, these aren't questions that you're going to ask. Like, mm -hmm. if you were to die today, <laughs> what would you want to do? Yeah, it's almost like someone was to ask you that in a bar situation. Be like, I don't know. Like, ew. Yeah, like, get, get away, away from, from me. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just go up to someone in a bar trying to hit on them. If, your fa if one of your family members was about to die, who <laughs> would be the most disturbing? disturbing. <laughs> would be the most disturbing? Hey, your house is on fire. You've got your family and pets out. What are you going to grab next? I'd, I'd be like with my girlfriends. Um, we're good. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys in love? <laughs> I have no. to legally ask. Okay, no, I should rephrase it. How has your relationship changed from being total strangers a couple hours ago? Well, I think we were both very nice to each other when we first met. Very, yeah. we quite, like I feel like we met at a bar. We would have had a long dialogue regardless. Yeah. But I think after this experience, uh, we got to know each other so much faster and so much deeper. And I kept wondering when we were locking eyes if we were trying to read my mind. Right? And that's so why I tried to read your mind. <laughs> right, because I want to read mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I and the whole time you're just like, I want to walk through this wall. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Those balls well, in the way. Yeah, no, it was great getting to know somebody on a deeper level. I feel like uh, I, I feel like I've had I don't even have these kind of conversations with my friends. Mm -hmm. So it was great getting to know a complete stranger at uh, a certain degree where I probably don't even know Nick or Anna. <laughs> <laughs> so in what ways do you think you could take this into your, your own life? Hmm. Or not. You don't have to. No pressure. No, you have to. <laughs> I have to take this into my life. I mean, I guess... Taking more risks definitely yep. is something that I learned today is that's most important. I think when trying to find a partner is to not focus so much on the superficialness, like, oh, is he tall? Is he cute? Is he this? Like really get to know people, which is, I mean, that's something that is always said, but I feel like a lot of people don't follow that necessarily. Yep. And I think maybe sometimes it's hard for me to where like you're blinded by somebody because they're so attractive. And I'm not saying that you're not attractive. No, it's all right. I hear you loud and clear. Oh, I, no, no, I get it. We're finally no, being truthful no, here. No, no, not in the least bit. You have luscious hair. No, I am Steve Aoki. So you are not... Steve Aoki. <laughs> I, uh, what I'll take from this is, I think that was a great answer saying take risks, but I also think there's some like really great choice questions in here. So like having that in the back pocket when meeting someone with your friends, be like, hey, I want to know you deeper. Let me ask you this question here. He's going to steal our cards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, e 14, not even to find somebody romantically. I think these are great questions to ask your friends to be more intimate with your friends. Yeah. I think also I'm going to do the four minutes staring in someone's eyes. Just be like, hey, yeah. we got to do this. this Let's is, go. That was the hardest part of the podcast mm -hmm. was staring. Hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, you, I started watching, like, do I 
do I, am I allowed to move? Right. Like, like I... my contacts were drying up at one point. <laughs> you were not blinking, by the way. You were just like. <laughs> I think that's why my contacts started drying up. <laughs> I was like, you're allowed to blink. I should have said something. <laughs> so as a thank you for doing the podcast, I know you guys are both in entertainment and comedy. Uh, feel free to plug. This is the time for plugs. So if you want to plug your social media, anything you're working on. Uh, I'm sure people who are listening want to find you. So how do people find you? Follow my cat's Instagram. <laughs> at Picasso Goville, like my last name. <laughs> Please follow my cat's Instagram. Right. Uh, also, I am a part of Boogie Manja, which is an indie Woo. sketch collective. Woo-hoo. Thank you. Mm-hmm. My team is 1738. We do shows once a month. I'm also part of an improv indie group called The Mixtape. We do scenes off of audience uh, song suggestions. Awesome. So come check us out at The Pit. We have a show once a month, too. That's fantastic. Let's check you out. Yes. And Where can I find you? You can find <laughs> me through my indie team, Mommy Dearest. You can find us on Facebook, Mommy Dearest Improv. And you can find me on Instagram, at Ward Chow, I think. I'm, I don't know. I'm really bad with social media. <laughs> I think I have a Snapchat. I think I have a Twitter. Um, or you can just find me in person at the Ooh. Apple Store Grand Central. Oh, yes. Yep. For discounts. For, for discounts. <laughs> and free iPhone 7s. Oh, God. <laughs> the I'm red one. So much Everybody listening to this podcast. <laughs> no. If you're listening, yeah. if you've gotten to this point, you all get a free iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you're looking for a Chinese-American in your web series, your series, your comedy bits... As you all should be. <laughs> <laughs> you can email me at warchow99 at gmail.com. And that's it. Awesome. And if you want to be a part of our podcast, you can go to our website at 36qpodcast.com or email us at 36qpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, the website has all the past episodes. You can subscribe there, look at photos... And Anna would love a review on iTunes. I love iTunes reviews. <laughs> we only have three right now. <laughs> she reads all three of them over I and over do. again. I do. <laughs> she like has she goes to bed. framed over her bed. <laughs> you should. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. It was so much fun. Great thank to you. Be here. Great. Yes. Thank you so much for